This podcast is sponsored by Two for All Anchorage. For 45 years, we have allowed the controlling party of the 11-member Anchorage Assembly the power to decide which single district shall receive only one vote, while all other districts receive two. In 2022, the current Assembly will have the opportunity to move the single vote out of District 1 and into a different district, possibly your district. On April 7th, tell the Assembly no thanks to cutting your representation in half. Strip them of their power by mandating all districts are to be equal in population with an equal number of votes by voting yes on 12. Don't risk losing half your representation in 2022. Vote yes on 12 and eliminate the rotating single-member district. Learn more at yeson12anchorage.com. Approved and paid for by Two for All Anchorage, Yes on 12. 7146 Terry Street, Anchorage, Alaska, 99502. Robert Couples Chair, Top Contributors, Pip Printing, Anchorage Education Association, Greg Gallagher, and Cliff Grow. Okay, folks, back here in uh, my first podcast with Lieutenant Governor Meyer in his office in Juneau. Yes, thanks we've, for we've, joining me here, Jeff. We've done a few in Anchorage. Yes, we have. Before. You were, you were one of my first, almost, not first, but one of my very early podcasts. I think my first podcast with, was with Scott Kendall and Austin Baird. I mm-hmm. think you might have been two or three. Yeah, yeah, couple, I was up there. A couple of years back. So Yeah, you've come a long ways, Jeff. I know. A lot, a lot this, of famous people since me. Well... Few. I was supposed to. I was supposed to do. <laughs> I was supposed to do Mike Gravel mm-hmm. this week in California, former senator. But I decided to to do a self quarantine in Alaska and, and not leave. We appreciate that. Thank you. I don't. I don't want to piss people off more than I already have. <laughs> if I was patient zero, I'd probably be in a lot of trouble. I was going to say, since when have you cared if you're making people mad? <laughs> I just don't. I just don't want to get someone sick. Okay, I appreciate that. So I always say this when we talk. Um, you used to be my senator. Yes. Uh, way before back. 2012. Yeah. And we're actually coming up, um, not this election, but next cycle, there'll be some redistricting happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Are you in, are you much involved with? I mean, you do elections, but that's kind of a different. No, we don't get involved in the redistricting whatsoever, uh, or the census count. Yeah, that's that's kind of start. We're we're, yeah. we're we're pretty early, aren't we, in Alaska? Yep, yep. I I believe they've already started, and um, so, but you know, once once the census done, and once the districts are all drawn up, and once you get through the lawsuits, there's always a lawsuit after the districts are drawn up. Um, then that information comes to us, Division of Elections, uh, so that then we can set up the new new districts and new precincts and get ready for the next election. So of of your of your duties, the elections is I imagine the biggest biggest one, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. The seal. This is kind of people people joke about that, but you, when you say guard the seal, that that means if somebody's, I mean, people joke about guarding it physically, but it's if somebody's yeah. using it without like approval or authorization, is that kind of what that means? Yeah, it doesn't mean protecting Laddie Shaw, the, the <laughs> Navy, the Navy SEAL down here. That's uh, your. Is that your? No, is that your uh, rep? Uh, just, or is Re, Josh Revac? Uh, yeah, Josh Revac, of course, is my senator. So Mel Gillis. Mel Gillis. Oh, yeah. and you, you know, you know Mel. I know Mel, we, yeah, and I know Josh, and I know Laddie. They're all very, very good, uh, and uh, they represent that district, my old district. M for Meyer. That's how I remembered it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was L for Landfield, but yeah, mine, mine didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they represent that area well. I'm very familiar with the, with the people there and, and um, you know what they want from their legislator. And all three are doing just a great job. You know, you know Chris. You know, oh, I knew Chris, Chris very pretty, well. Yeah, me, yeah. You guys actually did a you guys actually did a video um, a couple years back. Yeah, for for uh, for, jo- for Josh. Well, when I when I left the Senate to run for lieutenant governor. Um, 
I, I felt good about it because I, I felt like Chris has a good chance of winning this district. And Chris and I, um, maybe maybe other than the PFD, were pretty much lockstep in in uh, in what we feel and and, and think. I, I, you know, Chris goes too far on the PFD. I, he was like, you know, he he, he had that one, this he had the one <laughs> amendment where he last year when it was yeah. I think nine hundred or yeah or something. But you guys are very similar, both on the assembly uh-huh. and both both in the legislature. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, he was, I, th- he, I think he has a mining background. And, of course, my background is, did, in, yeah. is in oil. So we were both resource-oriented, resource development um, supportive. It was such a bad, bad, it's coming up on, it was August, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a shock. I mean, the guy was in great, great shape. I think so. he was, I tell people he was probably the healthiest legislator. He was always hiking and doing outdoor stuff and, you know, walking the dog. Yep. No, I, I would agree. He um, he he was very healthy, and uh, that, that created such a kind of whirlwind where, where there was a, a big controversy over replacing him, and then after that, it was replacing you know Josh Revac. So it took you know three or four months before it was all that whole district was back to having representation. Yeah, I think initially uh, the governor had picked Laddie Shaw, right? He did, for, and for whatever reason, uh, the majority of Republicans in in the Senate didn't didn't support that and that's certainly their prerogative but then they seem perfectly okay with josh revac and josh is good too yeah no it's um i see him around all, all the time mm-hmm. i just saw him before i was coming up here i said i was coming to do a podcast with you oh yeah so so uh i joked when i saw you here last session i said wow you have this huge office i mean this this office is way bigger than any legislator's office um I think maybe Senate, Senate President's office is pretty big. You used to have that, right? Yeah, you used to have that one. But this is bigger, so and their view is better. The Senate President, because you 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 know you look down the road and see the uh, cruise ships. Well, there probably won't be any cruise ships this year. Yeah, you got you got no. Yeah, I just saw the princess cancel their. Well, they did sixty days cancellation. So I, I think two months. Yeah, I think we'll know in probably in a matter of weeks, two or three weeks, what's really going to happen for the next. For the yeah, summer. you know that, and that, and that's very uh, concerning uh, to to all of us, and it should be to all Alaskans that uh, you know oil price of oil is, is 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 half of what it used to be just a week or two ago. It went down, you know, fifteen in two days from last week between Friday and Monday. It went down fifteen dollars. Now yeah. it went up a little bit, but it's still down yeah. twelve bucks. Uh, oh, I don't have it on today, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was almost sixty, and then it, uh, went down into the low thirties. So uh, you know, that's yeah, a that's... huge hit on 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 our state budget. Um, you know, you hope the oil companies will still continue with some of the projects that they had planned because they were going to dump billions of dollars in our economy to to bring these fields on. I, I think they will continue that because they take a, a long term view. Um, the the uh, the hit on the cruise ship so will be uh, more immediate. Um, well, I was reading. You know, we we, we did an article. Um, Molly, who's right right in for the landmine now, she did an article on mm-hmm. the cruise ship industry, and I was reading some of these reports, and it's like th- I mean, I think eight thousand people who work directly in the in southeast and the business and, and the amount of money, mm-hmm. uh, and I think they're estimating like one point four million passengers. So it could be you're right, it could be a really really immediate impact if 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 we were to hopefully this doesn't happen, but if there was no you know no cruise ship season, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, we we get a head tax uh, off the cruise ship, so. Uh, and and of course they usually you know buy uh, alcohol or marijuana or, or or tobacco and so and or get a fishing license so we get a little bit off off of that but uh, the big the 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 big benefit to these cruise ships and tourism in, in general is to the local economies. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I was saying before is so I, I joked before I said hey this huge office you must be able to 
host so many folks, and you kind of said something <laughs> that was kind of a little sad. What did what, you tell me? That? Well, you know, uh, when I was a legislator uh, for 18 years, you know, uh, everybody that would come down to, to Juneau, you know, they, their, their intent, their purpose, uh, their goal was to persuade the legislators who could vote on their issue, whether, whether it's a bill or something in the budget or, or whatever the, the case may be. And, uh, you know, now I don't get to vote. Um, and, and in some states, uh, actually, if there's a tie vote, like if our Senate was mm-hmm. 10 10, lieutenant governor could, could come and like the vice the president. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's not the way our constitution was set up and that that's fine. Just like our constitution says, we're not going to have a, a secretary of state. It's going to be the lieutenant governor. So, uh, you know, every state's a little different, but, but yeah, when, when these groups come down, um, they don't bother to see me, uh, because <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of depressing. Cause it's like, well, he can't vote on anything, you know, why, why waste our time and effort there? So. So, I mean, you still got, I mean, I saw the book there. You still get some visitors. It seems like there's some yeah, folks yeah, stop by. Yeah. Um, is it a lot of po- folks who knew you from before, like when you were a legislator? Or is it people maybe concerned with election matters? Or Well, uh, what, what a lot of these groups do do is they, they want to meet with the governor. And, and the governor just, you know, he can't be everywhere all the time and can't meet with everyone. And so, um, like, I had a pretty big group today that I met in the governor's uh, conference room um, on, on aviation and uh, spent a hour with them you know talking about their oh, their yeah, concerns i, I just issues. saw michael reeve in the uh-huh. building so yeah. i assume that's why he's yeah yeah so um it, you, you know i i what i don't do though much anymore is the small groups I either have a large group or i have no group so going from you know you were senate president and you were rules i mean you were in some pretty big leadership positions yeah and and um oh, you got the there's the gavel we yeah, had that in the, gavel, we had see? that in the video look at that yeah yeah Got it all on there. So that's all your leadership position. So yeah. what, what's it like going from, from, from the legislature where you're, you know, for a while you were kind of in charge of the Senate to, to being lieutenant governor where you're, um, you know, you're kind of the second in command to the governor. I mean, do you, do you have to be kind of careful what you say or do you, do you have to, you don't want to like undermine the governor, but how, how does, how is it different than being, I guess, a, a legislator? Well, um, Again, uh, uh, as as a legislator, you know you would you would get to, you would get the you'd see every bill and you'd have to know every bill so that you could adequately and educationally vote on that bill. Um, you know, in, in this job, unless the bill um, impacts elections or I- impacts uh, some something of the governor's uh, goals or objectives that he wants to get a- accomplished, I, I don't I don't always read them. So uh, that that's that's one difference as, as far as you know. Being uh, number two, you know, I look at it as, you know, when I played football in high school, uh, a second string quarterback, you're, you know, nobody even knows who you are until something happens to the first string mm-hmm. quarterback. And then they go, hey, where's our second string quarterback? Who in the hell is it, actually? Um, Probably a lot. I mean, everybody pretty much knows you. You've been around a long time. You're... Well, you, you know, I, I can go out in, in, in the public and, and, uh, and, People don't really know who I am. I mean, they go, "Yeah, he looks familiar." Who yeah, is I was going to. Do people ever say like, I, "I, I think I know you." Right, and 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 maybe you know, maybe the fact that the governor is six foot seven and and he has mm-hmm. security detail with him that 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 you know is more of an you're, indication that hey, that's that's our governor. You're, you're probably more recognizable in, in Anchorage. Yeah, I would yeah. say. But even then, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it's it's interesting. I, I know you know Matt Larkin. He does Dittman research mm-hmm. and um, he does polling, and he was saying that it's 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 so hard. Only a few people in Alaska, like Lisa Murkowski and um, Sarah Palin, you know, only a few people. It's really hard to get to the point where people really know you. Mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Even if you've been around for a long yeah. time, it's really, really hard to get to that 
kind of where you where you have where you satur where you're, you're sat kind of saturate um, the population with, yeah. with your name or your face. It's, you're, it's you're not right. easy. Lisa's probably the the, the most well known just just because everybody had to write in her name mm -hmm. if they if they wanted to. Well, and her dad, you know, the name and yeah. and and even Dan, even Senator Sullivan, I think he's does doesn't have. Super high name, you know, with that average kind of person yeah. voter. Uh, you know, he's lucky because uh, the Sullivan is yeah. kind of a popular name in the state of he's Alaska. He's got like Mayor Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mayor Dan, yes, and the Sullivan Arena. Remember, remember when Mayor Dan joked about, or he actually, I think he was going to do it for a while. He was going to run against Lisa Murkowski. So he, he got he got out after a few weeks. But what if we had two Senator Dan Sullivans? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that would be interesting. And then, yeah, well, you know, and you're right about Sarah Palin. Everybody knows her. Um, you know, she seems to... Go away for a couple did, years, and then she comes back. Yeah, I saw. Did you see what happened last yeah, night? Yeah, the mask thing. I, I, mean, I never even watched it. She, she actually was very good. I she was, was great. I, I was shocked. Yeah, I don't watch the show. A friend of mine, Allison, who does the stalker, which mm -hmm. you're in a lot. You you mm -hmm. have good social media. I don't oh, know who's you. doing your, your tweet. Are you doing your tweet? Are you tweeting? Is that you? No, they don't. Uh, uh, Josh and Amy don't let me do my own tweeting and social media because they know. Um, I'm not very good at it. Well, whoever's doing it for you is really good. Yeah. No, I I, I usually know or hear about it before it goes out but i don't do it myself you know like, no like trump i think trump does his i'm pretty sure yeah he's, he's, i think he does he's doing it i think he does and and, it, and it, you would think it would get him in trouble too but it actually i think has been working to his advantage his twitter is uh some people i think it, it's funny how so many people at this point it's kind of we all know what it is but people still react to it mm -hmm. and i'd say in some cases overreact to it you know some some like a misspelling one one word's misspelled or mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. something like or the the, the the kansas city thing you know the chiefs Oh he, yeah, and he, he put he, it was in Missouri. He put Missouri. Yeah, he put Missouri. Or, he put Kansas instead of Missouri. Yeah, okay. Um, but that, you know that is a hard one because uh, I mean, how many how many people might mix that up? You know, yeah. it's not something. I, I think the stadium itself, because I'm from Nebraska, I think the stadium itself is in Missouri. So the game was played in Missouri, but a lot of the people um, live, you know, on the mm -hmm. Kansas side. And you, you um, from Nebraska, but you, went, you went to school. I think we talked about this before. You went to school at UN University of New Mexico, right? Well, I went to school at University of Nebraska, and then and then on to University of New Mexico. So I think I told yeah. you I'm from El I'm from Rio Rancho from Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah. You're are you a Lobo too? I went there for a year okay. um, after high school. Then I moved to Alaska. So you're about a quarter of a Lobo. Qu quarter Lobo. Yeah, I had to <laughs> I had to come here and find you. Yeah. Um. So. And that's where I met my wife too. She's from there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So she she's from Albuquerque, right? Or mm -hmm. no, uh, uh, Grants. Grants. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. When you told me that. That's like the most. It's a very small place. It'd be like you know saying somebody's from, um, you know Skagway or something. Yeah. Well, the only, the only reason Grants existed was because of the uranium mine. Mm -hmm. That's and, right. And so the joke was that everybody from there glowed in the dark. Uh, <laughs> um, but now that uranium is pretty much dead, the, 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 I think the city is pretty much dead as well. You know, there's a presentation. I'm sure you've heard about this before, but recently it's getting more um, get more talked about as uh, nu these nuclear microreactors uh -huh. and these nuclear yeah, reactors. Yeah, Lisa's really pushing that. Yeah. Which I was in D.C. a month, few months ago, and I, I met with Grace Jang and some of the energy folks, and I said, here's an idea. You guys can have this. It's called the 50-50 plan. We're going to be 50% nuclear power by 2050. I told them they could have that. Hmm. not sure they're going to. Because we only have 17 18% nuclear power right. in the United States. France, for example, has 75%. So we're, we're way beyond, you know, we could be doing a lot more, and it's, 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 it's initially more costly, but after that, it's basically very, very cheap. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I certainly I support that as as well. The question, though, I think with nuclear power is just you, you still haven't really solved the problem of the of the rods. The you know, uh -huh. when when you're when you're done, what do you do with these burnt hot rods? See, I had an idea, but they told me it was 
Basically, they told me it was very stupid. <laughs> I said, "We got to we got to launch them into space. <laughs> just put them on a rocket and just let." It, and then they said, "What if the rock? First of all, it's very expensive. And then, what if the rocket, you know, cr- like explodes?" And I said, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." So, so, but what are they what are they doing now? I think they're just burying them in a I think I mean deep hole, right? they had the stuff in Nevada. You yeah. know, they had that deal where they were burying them in the caves and yeah, um, it's that that's a problem. These these micro reactors are interesting though because they're about the size of a connex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, if they can become, you know, produced where they're, where they're, you know, economic, economical to produce, they, they, everything's contained in the connex and then it, it lasts for many decades. Yep. And then when it's done, they take it away, but there's still the issue of, you know, where the, but it's much less, uh, waste or, mm-hmm. or, you know, radiate or radioactive material th- than a full on plant right. where it's, where it's hu- huge amounts. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's much better. And I, and I think that needs to be um, part of our, our energy package going forward. You know, the governor has reiterated he'd like to see us 50% on renewable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if nuclear is actually uh, renewable, but it's it's not fossil fuel either. Um, so, um, oh, thanks. I'm getting, getting, you guys got a lot of yeah, a lot of coffee. I just was telling you there, there's maybe not a lot of money in this building anymore. Like there used to be, there's a lot of coffee. Yeah, a lot of coffee. Yeah, Every room yeah. you go to has yeah, coffee. We'll, we'll this, take a coffee. Break it's very here. good, Jeff. Can I get some? Yeah, thank you. Uh, no, and and you know what's great too about the renewable energy um, is that the uh, rare earth minerals that you need, like for batteries, we mm-hmm. got them. We got them right here in, in Alaska. Yep. And 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 we'll we'll we can and will develop them. Obviously, a much cheaper, better. Uh, more uh, environmentally friendly than China is doing. So I want to talk a little bit about elections. I, I yeah. remember I called you to ask about the podcast a few months ago, and and you answered, and it was it rang like out of country. And I said, I wonder where he is. And you were at you were, oh, you yeah. were at Israel. Yeah. I, yeah, I remember I said Shalom. Yeah, yes, yes. But you were actually there for an elections thing, right? Election security, um, and it was um, it was paid for by um, a uh, nonprofit Jewish group, of course. Um, that that um, probably wasn't wasn't Muslims. Was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the, the, there was no or little cost to to the state, and it was just a great opportunity to see how they deal with uh, election security over in Israel, where they have elections all the time. It's incredible how and people are constantly trying to break into their system. It's incredible how not just with you know, election security, but in general. I mean, Mossad and I mean Israelis really have done a really good job of figuring out security you know I, I, have, I have the deepest respect for those folks there because all their neighbors hate them dislike them but want to blow them up mm-hmm. um and so they're they're under a constant threat from a military standpoint but but also constant threat from um, cyber security what are some of the threats i mean I've, I've you know there's been some reporting and this article that you know some russians or some people in russia had, were you involved had, with that I was, I was not, uh, I can't really comment on that. <laughs> you know, you know, um, Senator Kawasaki and some folks were going a few weeks ago or last week to ISEC, some, some Arctic exercises. Have you heard about that? It was like some Arctic, uh, military exercises. Yeah, I think that was up in Fairbanks, wasn't it? It was, it was supposed was to be up in, in the Arctic circle in the water. Okay. Um, but it got, ended up getting canceled. But before he left, I said, Hey, if, if the Russians show up, just call me and I, I I'll, I'll, I'll call my guy. <laughs> you'll, you'll be okay. Well, you know, um, the Russians seem to get blamed for everything, and some of it they, they I, they, I think they deserve, um, because we, we have pretty good proof at, again, at the, at the federal level, uh, homeland security, that the, the Russian government, uh, was, was involved in the 2016 election, and again, they tend to get involved when it's a presidential election uh-huh. because they know that's, that's the, that's the big one, 
And so we anticipate that they will, uh, they and probably others, I mean, China doesn't really like us, North Korea doesn't like us, mm-hmm. Iran doesn't like us, and they were also involved in, in uh, 2016. So we would anticipate, you know, those threats coming from those countries again, and, and uh, you know, we're doing the best we can and, and think we're okay. So there was some reporting that um, some folks, I think it was out of Russia, but they had tried to kind of attack our system. Is that? Uh, yes. Alaska. So was was there an attempt to, to get in there? I mean, I, I think it wasn't successful, right? But right. There, there was an attempt? There was an attempt. Um, they actually um, scanned all 50 states to, to see, you know, if there, is there any weakness? Can we can we jump in? Can we break in? And and But there was 21 states that they decided that um, to, to go a little further and to try to penetrate penetrate the the firewall if you if you will mm-hmm. um so we know that they they did try extra hard in in alaska but uh there there's no proof or indication that they were able to break through or that any votes got so, changed so we're cu- currently um as i understand we're, we're in the process of re- replacing our voting machines right in alaska yes are those going to be used in the next election this tw- upcoming election um the, the new in, machines in in the primary primary in the in the general i guess yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yes, they, they will. And in fact, they're going through the testing right now. Cause the, um, the old machines, the current machines, the ones from before, they're, they're pretty old. Right? Yeah. They, they, they purchased 1998. Um, and I mean, they were still working, but a lot of times they would break down causing delays. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, these, these are brand new. They're, they're working, they're being tested. They're being looked at from a security standpoint by, by many different uh, people, our own IT people, our Homeland Security, um, and uh, like I said, we're running tests now to make sure that well, they, they work. Will the ballots look similar? Will it be a little different? Or No, the ballots will be the same. Uh, and they will still be the paper ballots so that uh, if there's ever any um, dispute on, on you know what, what our uh, tabulation machine came up with versus what's actually in the box. Back up, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we can take those ballots, paper ballots, out of the box, hand count them and say, see, they match. And we do do that. Um, um, after the elections, uh, remember, we, we kind of sp- just do it on a, on a random spot basis. We don't do every precinct. I remember, uh, you know, the, the Scott Cowes or um, the Bart LeBon, um, Catherine Dodge. That one when I mean, he, he didn't even. I did a podcast with him. He didn't even realize he had actually officially won. I think it was January. Yes. So it was two weeks or something before session started because they had they had gone back so many times and recounted and recounted. Can yes. you believe that one vote? That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, no, that one, that one got counted many times, um, and uh, no, I, I mean, again, that's that's why when I when I go out and give talks on on elections, uh, I always bring up, you know, you, you got to vote, um, uh, and and because every vote matters. I mean, just look at Bryce Edgman, who's our speaker now. He, he had uh, a he had a tie. He had a tie. Lieutenant Governor had a, uh, Lauren Lehman had to flip the coin uh, to break that tie, and yeah, and then just recently Bart won by one. Um, and, and and so you're going to hear more and more about voting this year in particular because it's the 100-year anniversary of women's suffrage. Yeah, they had a, a while back, a month ago, they had that, um, there's a new plaque now in the cap, Capitol mm-hmm. down there on the second floor. Right, right, yeah. Um, and, you know, so so the 19th Amendment passed in 1920, so this is 100 years, and, and we are, we're not doing it. Uh, again, we don't have any money, but we are working with various groups that, that plan on having some celebrations uh, this year. Um the good chance, I think we're looking at, um, you know, the the little stickers that we had two years ago. That, oh, the the art the artwork they did. Yeah, the yeah, artwork that was, that, that was that real had, pop- had the moose and that was real popular. Yeah, I think this year you're you're going to see something about um, women's suffrage. Well, that'd be good. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think people. I don't like know that. if it'll still have a moose on it or 
pangolin <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, there was I think four or five or six different designs. I remember I was I was there and the one I wanted was gone. They ran out, so yeah. I think I got stuck with the. But I think what's important to know is that uh, actually Alaska, we were a territory at the time. Um, in in uh, 1912, we became a territory, and one of the first things our legislature did then was was to pass. Uh, uh, a bill giving women the right to vote in Alaska. Now, again, we were a territory, so it didn't really matter. But that just shows we were seven seven years ahead of the of the national. Mm-hmm. So um, Anchorage, you know, a couple of years ago, I guess three years ago, went to the vote by mail, and um, I kind of like the vote by mail. It makes it a little more convenient to vote, and we kind of already do with absentee votes, vote by mail. Right. But but is that something? I, I heard there was wasn't there like an election group, working group that was. Yes. I'm not sure if they're are they still around? Yeah, yeah. And we had a meeting, uh, I think, just last fall. Um, you know, we 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 had to uh, make a decision and pull the trigger on. Okay, are we going to go all mail-in ballots? Or are we going to go with new machines? Because um, you know the election's going to soon be coming. So there were still some concerns about the mail-in ballots, the security of them. Um, there was some concern that rural areas had with with the with the mail system. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not. I don't fully understand that. Um, there was some concern, I think, too, with the um, language barrier, uh, especially in rural areas. Um, you know, do you give them two or three different uh, ballots, one in English, one, yeah. um, and then also we we figured out that uh, with our primary system being like it is now, where you choose either the Democrat uh, ballot or the Republican ballot, um, that. You know, we'd have to send out a postcard or something and say, "Well, yeah, which, which one do you want?" Because yeah. you know, I think Colorado they just send them both, with which is kind of scary to me because now all of a sudden you got all sorts of ballots floating around, which again can cause concern. Yeah, so there's also an election initiative right now, and I was going to ask you about some of the initiatives. There's several out mm-hmm. there, but one of the one of the ones is is to kind of change change how we do. And I guess what you, Alaska used to have kind of a ranked system. Which, which back in the I think in the seventies it's changed maybe eighties, but now we're now this initiative looks to basically does, does several things. One of them is change the whole mm-hmm. way we vote, where it's a, a one ballot for the primary and then a one for the you know goes to the general. Sure, and, and I'll, I'll get to that, but let me just back up for a second because our uh, absentee ballots, which which you're right, is similar to a mail-in ballot, mm-hmm. but it's different. It's different than the city of Anchorage in the sense that uh, we require a witness and we require one identifier. Whereas if you notice the, in Anchorage, it's just you just sign your name. Yeah, I guess they have a they have a database where they match your signature, and mm-hmm. if there's an issue, they flag it, and they they might have to get a hold of you to, to if, in case it doesn't match. Yep. Um, but but again, you know, they're only dealing with um, you know the city of Anchorage. For us to do that on a statewide yeah. basis um, would, yes. would, would take some time. Somebody made an interesting point um, during this Democratic recent Democratic primary. You know, before the Super Tuesday, Pete Buttigieg and um, Amy Klobuchar got out, and somebody made a really good point, and that's maybe a little bit unique because it's a Democratic you know, primary. But you know, if, if you vote early, or if you do an absentee ballot, and then something changes, right? Yeah. You know, if if somebody gets caught doing something really illegal, or yep. you yep. know, so I, I I think it's good to have people have the ability to vote. But you know, with early voting, for example, I think it's two weeks before the election, and absentees are yes, I think similar. Um, but that's a good point. You know how how if something changes a day or three days or five days before the election, yep. but you already voted. Yeah. Um, have you have you, thought, have you thought much about that or? Um, well, it's it it it, it it's a it's an issue that we um, 
uh, have to be very much aware of that some people, when they vote early, uh, let's say, I don't want to pick on the seniors because I'm one, um, then they might forget, and, and yet they want to make sure that they voted. So they'll, they'll go ahead on election day and vote twice. And so that's, that's, uh, that's something that we have to watch out for as well, is make sure no one uh, votes twice. How does that get, does that get flagged or uh, somebody does, if somebody votes absentee or? Well, what, what would happen is, yeah, their, their vote that day of the election wouldn't count because we've already counted it in the early, early voting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, now as far as initiatives go, we, we, there, we start out with four. One was to move uh, the legislative meetings to Anchorage. That, that fell apart, didn't it? Or yeah. That... Well, they didn't get signatures. Uh, I, I think people are just getting tired of this move the capital every two years. Uh, and... You know, I, I don't know what you think, but I, I used to have strong feelings about moving it. But now, oh, that, I now that I've been here, I don't know. I just feel like this is the capital. And yeah. I'm not sure it's ever going it's, to. It's, if it was going to happen, it probably would have happened. Didn't they buy land in Willow um, years yes, ago? Yes. The state? Yes. Oh, I don't know if the state did, but yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe legislature. I guess. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who. Yeah, I don't know who who bought it, but yeah, I, I heard that, and I think it actually passed in 1983 to to do that, and then for whatever reason, it it didn't happen. Uh, so we had that one, and we had um, one. I think it was called Better Education, um, and and even the uh, even the teachers uh, didn't like it. The teachers. Yeah, I remember that one. That didn't go anywhere. That didn't no, the... no, no. No. Well, the problem is with, you know, they wanted all sorts of stuff to, to um, improve education, but they had no cost associated with it. And some of it was, was, wasn't even doable, I believe. I'm not, I'm not sure. All I know in this job is, as the uh, head of, uh, of elections is I get sued a lot. Um, just about every <laughs> yeah, initiative. Yeah, I see the lawsuits so, so, yeah. your, your name's on it. Kevin yeah. Meyer, Lieutenant Governor yeah. Kevin Meyer. At first it kind of bothered me, but now it's just, okay. Luckily you have lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Somebody yeah. sues me, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to call, maybe I'll call you. <laughs> yeah, see if you can help. See if you can borrow one of the lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's those two, but then those didn't make it, but then there's the, um, I guess the election one and then, and then the oil tax one was yeah, the, the big, big the, one. Yeah, the election one we, we've, we've challenged, um, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think it's got a date before the Supreme Court here pretty soon. Um, and we challenged that based on a, a single subject rule. Yeah, because there's three, thi- there's three the things. There's the voting, and then there's the, the dark money. There's and- uh, open primary, which is totally different than what we currently do. And then it's forced ranking of the general, mm-hmm. and then the, the dark money. So you, you might want to vote for it because you like the dark money, but you don't like the other two things. Well, you're stuck on voting the whole thing. So how does a so single— that's, that's not—we don't think that's fair. Can you, can you kind of discuss the single subject rule? I know that's something that— is it basically, is that what it's simple as it sounds? It's supposed to be about one, sub- one subject. So what, are, what are they arguing? The subject's elections? Uh, th- I think that's what they're going to argue is that it all pertains to uh, elections. Uh, um, so they, they've got their signatures, and now it's just waiting out yep. the outcome of the, what the Supreme Court says. Yeah, they got all their signatures. We went through them. They're, they're all legit. And I think that's something that people should keep in mind, too, when they sign these initiatives is is – you know, understand them and know what the impact will be. Because now everyone who signs initiatives or recalls, they're all registered voters because they all get a PFD. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was passed via an initiative as well that uh, that if if you get a PFD, you automatically get registered to vote. Well, I, you know, I, my concern is I think it's good to have the public have the ability to petition the government, but we're almost becoming kind of like California, where I mean, California has these things all the time. I mean, I was down there once. My sister lives in L.A. and two or three years ago, and there's a huge billboard. Mm-hmm. It was major. You know, we don't we don't have billboards here, but it was like vote no on Prop 12, and 
and it was it was something related to like the pornography industry and <laughs> i mean there's all these they're all the time every ballot there's all these initiatives yeah, yeah. and it just it's kind of, kind of consumed their 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 electoral system well and and again on on that initiative that passed that automatically uh, makes you a registered voter if you get a pfd it's caused issues for division of elections because sometimes people get a PFD at one address, but they actually live in a different address. Yeah, I remember seeing some of that. Some of the folks that have filed to run for office have, have run into that. Right, right. And then the other thing that we are facing now that this has been in effect for four years and, and that we've gone through a recession in the last four years is so many people have moved out of the state, but they don't tell us. They don't tell us, hey, we're moving out of state. We're not going to vote in Alaska anymore. So we actually have more registered voters than people who live in the so, state. And people go, well, how can that be? It's... So do we, do we, I know that sometimes it becomes controversial, um, but do we purge the rolls once in a while? Because oh, yeah, some people yeah. don't want us to do that, but then other people say, look, we have all these voters that aren't yeah. living here. Yeah, we, we purge the rolls every year, um, but um, just because somebody hasn't voted, we, there's no reason to take them off the, um, off, the, off the voting registration list. In fact, federal law says we can't. For, so, for how do you pur- four years. How do you purge them if they're, if they're dead or if they well, um, voted somewhere else? Yeah, if if yes, I mean we get we get records of if somebody's uh, been put in jail or is a felon, um, and or, or if they died, um, and uh, and also if they haven't voted for a while, they'll get a card from us saying, "Are you sure you, you know you you still want to be a registered voter?" Or if that card comes back uh, says address not valid, um, you know those are all signals for us to either do additional work, additional f- uh, phone calls, or just take them off the list if we can. But yeah, there's there's some pretty strict federal laws on uh, before you can remove somebody from a voters list. With your time in the legislature, you probably dealt with a lot of this stuff. So do you feel like you have already had some background, or are you kind of drinking water from a fire hose now with all this election stuff? Um, you know, I, I think um, the, the legislature only dealt with elections um, as it pertains to changing the statute, and uh, we we really didn't do much much. Um, changes the statute lately and there there is a there's a few bills this year that are you know we'll see if they make it through the through the process um of course after the uh, joe miller and lisa murkowski write-in thing um that was a whole new election to all of us and yeah, and, was... and there was some statutory changes done after that that kind of clean that up a little bit we only got a few minutes left but i wanted to um ask you about real quick this coronavirus situation mm-hmm. i mean how how involved uh, are I know I know the legislature has had their pre- emergency preparedness committee meet today and it sounds like they don't have any plans right now to shut down the Capitol but but they're watching it and they're kind of trying to put some plans in place in case something does happen what are you, what are you hearing or what are you seeing Yeah well and, and again that's 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 what's kind of keeping me occupied not not the virus itself but um, all the groups and meetings that the governor uh, had scheduled. Um, who can't can't go either? Then I will go, or, or Ben Stevens as chief of staff, because uh, the governor is 100 percent on this on this virus and and fighting it and protecting Alaskans, and has made and is making all sorts of contingency plans on what if we need additional hospital space, what if we need to fly out to to rural um, Alaska? Can we take out you know a National Guard helicopter, for example? Um, so by declaring uh, the state of emergency, the emergency that opens up all sorts of new um, resources for him to use if and and, and when um, this this hits. And again, knock on wood, I, I think I heard this morning anyway, about 46 states have at least one known um, positive. Yeah, I think it's getting up. I mean, Italy, if you watch that 
Yeah, well, that whole country is shut down. Uh, really, yeah. Really, yeah. It's growing. It's rap- rapidly. It's exponential how, how it spreads. Yeah, so we don't have a have a, a, a case up here yet, and, and we'd like to keep it that way as much as possible, even though folks in D.C. are saying, what, what are you doing? Because you should have been one of the first states with all the uh, travelers you have coming up here. Well, and we're so, you through know, the boats, through the air. And plus, Seattle's, you know, Seattle's got yeah. no problems. We have a lot of folks going there. and um, I, I just read the Capitol. They're, they're shut down for, I think, April first, the U.S. Cap- Capitol. Yep, with with some yep. visitors. So. And, my, and my staff was was telling me that Disneyland closed fourth time ever that they closed. You know, they closed after nine eleven. They closed after John F. Kennedy assassination, and I forget what the third one was. And then you have the NBA and the NHL, yeah. and yeah. you have all these different. Yeah, so this is serious stuff, um, and and we're taking it very seriously. We we don't want people to panic because again, we we don't have any cases up here, and and you know, I think we, it's... the stock market I think is they're panicking. As you can see, the markets go down 2,000 points in a day. That's. I think the biggest lesson from if you look at the Spanish flu when they kind of suppress the information is, you know, you just got to tell people the truth. And some people might get nervous, but it's better to know what's going on than, than not know and then have it hit and then nobody yeah. knows. No, I, I think the governor and Dr. Singh have done a great job. I've done, I met her summer, last summer, with through Becky Holtberg. And then I did a podcast mm-hmm. with Ann Zink last summer. And then we did another one three weeks ago, kind of before this thing got. As, as big as it has, has gotten, but mm-hmm. big, I'm a big fan of her. You are? She, oh, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. smart, I, and she's real... She, I am, too. Great, yeah. great communicator. Yeah, we're fortunate to have her. I mean, she's a great doctor, and like you said, a great communicator, and uh, yeah, we're, we're very lucky to have her. Well, Lieutenant Governor Meyer, it's been great, great. Thank uh, you, great Jeff. Yeah. I'm going to ask you real quick, have, have you, did you, do you read it? Do you ever read The Landfill? The I do. Satire? I do read did, The did, Landfill. Did you see, uh, can I call you Bob? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you can call me whatever you want to, uh, uh, Jeff. Um, um, yeah, I, I, that was, a, that was a, a funny satire, as you said, a comedy. And I, I hope people just remember it is a comedy satire, not. Yeah. Well, some, we, we, it's, we've done so many of those. It's, we have to like market satire parody. We yeah, li- clearly because some people we've done some really outrageous ones. And, you have, you know, yeah. Like, no, oh my god, I can't believe this. No, and 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 I think in a in an environment that we're in right now, where um, people are concerned and, uh, um, and and maybe a little afraid that a little comedy satire is good. Yeah, well, it's always that's that's why comedy is so important. You know, absolutely being able to make it. You know, sometimes make people laugh. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you've, you've done a good job there between your own landmines and, and the stalker and the landfills and, you're, 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 and podcasts, of course. You're, you're, a, you're, you're a stalker favorite. <laughs> you're, you're in there quite a bit, so. Yeah. What was the one we did uh, where you, you look like the Star Wars guy or the Star Trek guy? Oh, that, that, yeah. <laughs> was that the... Um, I forget who. That was during the election. When yeah. I was holding a CD. You were hold, yeah, but yeah. no, there was a picture of you. You look you look very similar to some guy in Star... I don't watch Star Trek. Oh, Trek, yes, yes. That, that yes, was, yes, that was a funny right. one. You're, I do remember that, yes. You are a stalker favorite. So. Good. Well, thanks, Jeff. Well, I, I know you're... <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, it's, it's better than being, you know, a, a not favorite. Right. So, well, right. appreciate you doing, doing the podcast, Absolutely, taking the Jeff. time. Thank, I know thanks for asking. I know you're a busy um, guy, but yeah, great, great, great view here, actually. Good, good windows, and it's a sunny day in Juneau. Yeah, so. it's a beautiful day in Juneau today. Um, not too bad. Fortunately, as you know, it's not always like that. Not always. No, it's been kind of <laughs> weird winter. Yeah. Well, thanks again for doing the podcast. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. We'll do another one down the road. I like Sounds talking good. to you. Sounds good, Governor Meyer. Okay. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline.